evening everyone. I'd like to talk briefly tonight about the experience of feshing. Feshing is the same word, if some of you don't know, for a meditation intensive. And um, I'd like to speak a little bit about the experience of it, particularly for those of you who may not have ever been to a session uh, or who may be contemplating going to one in the future. Um, we just finished a one-week session um, at Stroud, in the Stroud Monastery up past Newcastle, um, where we've been going perhaps for about the last um, 10 years. We do a, a residential week-long session twice a year. The word session, the two words sesh and shin, um, translate something like um, to touch the heart-mind. So to do a session is to really come to um, a really deep sense of intimacy with your own being and with life as it is, with the suchness of life. And they're very, um, they can be very, very um, powerful experiences and very transformative experiences if we, if we consistently give ourselves over to that process. In the session that we just completed, um, it was a small group of, actually, um, everyone who did it was quite an experienced um, Zen practitioner. Some people with 20, 30 years experience, some people with five years experience, um, but people who sat here um, a lot and done previous sessions before. And so, and with a lot of life experience too. So to walk into that room, into that hall, and see just the, the stillness and the, the um, solidity and commitment um, of those people sitting for a whole week together and doing it as a team um, is a very, very um, powerful experience. And there's something to the spirit of Zen practice is it's not so much um, the experiencer in the tradition of a hermit being in a cave in a solitary way, although many of them do go off to have that experience. There's a value in that as well. But um, Zen training coming out of Chinese culture, Chinese people are more of a community-based um, um, culture. They value family and, and connectedness and community. So. The Zen tradition comes out of that Chinese experience of doing everything together um, and being a team together and supporting each other in our practice. And uh, I'd encourage many of you, if you're considering, um, you know, continuing with Zen practice, to progress towards being able to experience that. And what I emphasise to people over and over again is what's as important is to build up a gradual ability to do that by practicing every day and then, you know, um, starting to do half days of meditation, full days of meditation, two days of meditation. Some people start off um, just doing session part-time for a couple of days or, or, or three days and then they get used to it and then they're gradually ready psychologically to do a full session because it's rather challenging. And um, 
I encourage people to move in that direction. Doing daily meditation is really important and there's a transformation that will occur by doing that. But like anything, if you, if you make a greater commitment to it over a week and over a lifetime of practice, do these retreats regularly, I can see before my own eyes the people who go through that experiences, you know, once or twice a year and they've been doing it for a number of times, I can see them growing in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. I can see the transformation that occurs in them. And in general terms, the transformation you see are people who go originally when they first start from being um, confused, full of self-doubt, um, second-guessing themselves, um, not having a strong sense of confidence. Um, and as people transform through the process, you see people becoming, you see the self-doubt falling away. <clears throat> and sometimes with the self-doubt, if there's been issues like depression and anxiety, you see them dropping away. And you see a natural kind of confidence emerging. And it's a confidence which is, you can, you can tell it's a different type of confidence to the confidence that's often confused in our culture with arrogance. It's not arrogance. Arrogance is based on a comparison that somehow I'm better than you and I have a higher status of you, whatever that status may be. But true confidence and natural confidence comes paradoxically from humility. The word humus, the Latin, means earthy or down-to-earth, like hummus, as in soil. And so to be humble means to be down-to-earth, to be grounded. And it's that kind of um, grounded natural confidence develops through this experience. In comparison to some other meditation traditions, uh, what's, what's very characteristic and strong about the Zen approach to meditation retreats is we do everything together. Everyone does everything together, unless someone's sick or whatever. Um, everyone's expected to participate in the full schedule. So it's not an individualistic pursuit. It's that you give yourself over to um, the team effort of supporting other people and being supported by them. Um, in other retreats in different traditions, um, people can come in and do what they want and go and so on <clears throat> and go back to their room and read or whatever. Um, in some cases I've even heard of people going shopping during a retreat and then coming back in. Then they bring their shopping mind back into the retreat or they check their emails you know, and they bring their email mind back into the retreat. But it's very different to just commit yourself to a whole week of, of silence and, and mindfulness. To, to really commit to doing a retreat where you do everything together with everyone else is a bit like a relationship. Um, you, can be, you can be in a committed relationship and because it's committed, you know, when difficulties come up, then instead of running off or avoiding it, you know, um, finding another relationship or whatever, you stick through that difficult process and you grow through that process. 
But if you just can come in and out when you want to, um, it's like being in a relationship where you're half committed. And as soon as it gets difficult, well, you're off somewhere else. And you never really grow from the experience. So it's like anything in life. If you, you give yourself over to it um, 100%, whatever it might be, you know, a relationship or a meditation retreat, that's where the, the true growth comes. From sitting just period after period after period and experiencing intimately for yourself the, the momentariness of space and time. Mm -hmm. Just riding the momentariness of space and time, coming and going over and over again. And for some people that's scary, for some people that's boring, but if you give yourself to it 100%, um, it transforms the way you experience life at a very deep level and the fear drops away, existential fear drops away. Mm -hmm. All kinds of fears start to drop away. So, <clears throat> and if in the, you may be contemplating doing something like that, um, if you come to one of our sessions in the future, um, there is such a, a wonderful resource there in terms of the number of people in this group who have such strong meditation experience and session that they create a, a culture through their own groundedness to be able to hold other people in that space. And it's a wonderful resource to, to um, utilise, to be able to have the, be in the privilege of being in that meditation space with experienced people so that you can hang in there um, through the difficulty and um, be supported by others. So, there's different meditation experiences for different people. Um, for some people they may find this, this practice too difficult. If you look at different meditation groups in Sydney on a spectrum, and you've got soft entry point easy down here, and you've got more challenging, more committed up here, well, um, we're up here. Mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not the soft entry point. Um, and sometimes people need to start off doing it somewhere so they can, they can grow into it. Um, but that strong um, container that we have, um, if you give yourself over to it, um, leads, like I said, with anything in your life. If you really give yourself over to it, there's an opportunity for a very, very deep transformation in your being to take place. And what the transformation is, it's not learning meditation to control your mind. It's, it's learning meditation to transform your mind. So many people take up meditation practice and like nearly everyone who does it, to some degree, <clears throat> you calm the mind and you develop what we refer to in Buddhism as samadhi state, that kind of strong, concentrated, calm sense of being inside. And that's fine, that's, a, that's a, a good beginning. But a lot of people find that so um, attractive compared to the chaos that they experience before they meditate that they, wanna, they want to, um, uh, what's some, they, they become insulated within that experience, like they're in a cave and they want to be protected within there. That's, that's using meditation to control your mind. And then when they come out into everyday life, 
and the kids have left messy toys in the corner or, you know, someone honks their horn in the street or whatever, they, they see that as a, a threat to their mind that they're trying to control, the still mind that they're trying to control. But what Zen practice um, teaches you to do, you act, I'm playing with words here a bit ironically, but you're not actually becoming mindful, you're becoming mindless, no mind. There's no ego there to tame, there's no ego there to self-protect or control. You become mindless. Mm -hmm. And when you become mindless, you just adapt to circumstances like water. Right? You, have, you just meet things as they are and you respond without getting caught up in ego-centered reaction. And um, so you're not, you're not using meditation to retreat from life into a little calm space using meditation to actually be open to life and to meet every moment as it comes and not try and control life. Once you get, once your life is transformed in that way, it's very, very different from trying to control things. And that's ultimately what we, we let go of through Zen practice, the desire to control ourselves, our desire to control others and our desire to control life. And when we do that, Everything seems to fall into place.